Hi everyone, this is Waylina, and I'm here to talk about free and open source software for planetarium content production and other immersive environments. Welcome to FOSDOME. Today is Sunday, April 11th, 2021, and this is Episode 5, Open Source Astronomy Tools, ESA Sky and Aladdin Sky Atlas. Today is the first potential flight date for NASA's Ingenuity helicopter on Mars. Here's hoping for a successful first flight. Very excited about this. There will be so much useful knowledge for future exploration out of this part of the mission. I cannot wait. Ah, there, had to get that out of my system. Okay, I want everyone to know that show notes can be found on my blog, fossdome.com. I'll make sure to leave links for any software or tutorials mentioned in the episode. And if you like this episode and want to hear more like it, please make sure to subscribe and rate it in your podcast listening software of choice. So, what have I been up to lately? Well, my planetarium has been closed to public and school groups for over a year now, and I'm still working for a different department of the college. I do what I can for the planetarium as time permits. We know this will continue at least through summer, so we are now putting together some additional summer virtual programming and hoping to open in some fashion in the fall. The website and podcasts appear to be doing okay, had a few listeners so far, one or two of whom might not be related to me. That's pretty awesome, right? I'm trying to see if I can keep this up for the rest of the year, at least. Now, I've been told that most podcasters give up after the first 20 episodes. So this episode gets me a quarter of the way to that first psychological hurdle. Of course, I've also been advised that people are more likely to accomplish something if they don't announce the goal ahead of time, so maybe I just jinx myself. Or maybe I've finally overcome the jinxing of myself from 2019 when I first told my friends I wanted to do this. On to the main topic. Open Source Astronomy Tools, ESA Sky, and Aladdin Sky Atlas. The quest for more interesting things to present to audiences online has been fun, but that's me. I love discovering new-to-me software tools and figuring them out and then sharing them, especially if they're free and open-source software tools and uh, tools that people can uh, download or go to to check them out on their own. It's one of my favorite things. It really is. So this has been a lot of fun. And last week, I got to demonstrate ESA Sky as part of my online Prairie Skies Spotlight on Galaxies. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Now, ESA Sky isn't an online desktop planetarium app, but it has a little bit of overlap and it has some great features. ESA is, of course, the European Space Agency, and ESA Sky is an app for visualizing and downloading public astronomical data. So when you first open up, when you first go to the ESA Sky site, because it is, uh, it's not a program that you download, it is uh, a web application. When you first go there, the floating welcome window lets you choose between science mode and explorer mode. 
but you can also toggle the mode anytime at the top of the screen. So you can start off in explorer mode, then go to science mode later or the other way around. In either mode, you can toggle between coordinate types, display an overlay of coordinate grids, um, you can take a screenshot, and you can get a URL for the exact view that you are looking at. Nice for you to, um, if you want to bookmark it, to check it out later. You can select from a large number of skies of different wavelengths, selecting first the wavelength and then the specific sky map. Now, if you select multiple sky maps, you get a slider that lets you crossfade from one to the next. So you can toggle, you can go back and forth between two maps, or you can set up three or four maps and go one to the next, to the next, to the next, and just, just fade back and forth that way. It's a lot of fun. Great to be able to see how a different, uh, how one region of the sky appears in different, uh, in different wavelengths. Or, or also to compare resolutions too, that's kind of neat. Now in either mode, you can also select a target list or upload your own target list. And there's a question mark on it that you can uh, click on to give you information about uh, specifications on the target list format. In explorer mode, there's a button for selecting a random target. It, it's so much fun. It selects a random target and then focuses on it, adding a description of the target. So you just, you go to it and click, whoa, the jewel box cluster. Click the Vela supernova remnant. Click ARP 199. You get the idea. Now it's easy to, uh, it's easy to lose yourself and to, to just get lost in time clicking away at random objects, but you can pause to investigate them now and then, or if you find one you like, you want to check out later, you can click the share button to get a URL that you can uh, save the link for it to go back uh, for later investigation. Switching over to scientific mode loses the random selector, but brings up new items in its place. Several icons for different data types and numbers of how many resources those types um, have available in the current field of view. It's, oh, it's so much fun. So you zoom in to reduce the numbers of specific targets if the, uh, if the numbers of resources are overwhelming for you. There are image observations, catalogs, spectral data, all kinds of data to explore. For instance, zooming in on ARP 199 and clicking image observations brings up a box showing that there are observations available from both Spitzer and from Infrared Space Observatory. At the bottom of that box is a wavelength line with handles at each end. So you can actually use those handles to close in on specific wavelengths. Now, if this target had images from a wider variety of instruments, I could use the handles to narrow it down to the wavelengths that I'm interested in. Clicking on the instruments brings up tabs from the bottom of the screen, listing the data products readily available in table form. In some cases, you can load a preview of the data before you download it. Now you can also click to display publications about the target. So clicking the publications button, displays icons all over the field of view that you have and clicking on the icons brings up tables of publication sources about that uh, that object location and another button will link you to your target object viewed in worldwide telescope 
Delving a bit more into ESA Sky, I find that there's a widget for Jupyter Notebooks called PyESA Sky, and that ESA Sky can be queried from the Python Astro Query package. Shifting gears a bit, ESA Sky is built on the Atlantan Sky Atlas which has a strong history of development by Strasbourg Astronomical Data Center, CDS, and is distributed under the GPL3 license. Aladdin Sky Atlas has two main applications, Aladdin Desktop and Aladdin Lite. Aladdin Desktop is Java-based and runs on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Aladdin Lite is the lightweight version using HTML5 that runs in the browser. It can be embedded on any web page and has JavaScript application programming interface for it. Using that API to customize the Aladdin Lite experience looks like it could be a lot of fun. The API reference documentation looks strong and the provided examples are set up in a nice way. You can modify the example code and immediately see the resulting effect. Oh, there's a great tutorial on using Aladdin Lite to create your own interactive sky map. I'll make sure to include the link in the show notes. My hat is off to these folks because Aladdin Sky Atlas is brilliant on its own, and even better as an astronomy visualization super tool used in many other projects. And it's well-documented API. And with its well-documented API and great examples, the use of Aladdin Sky Atlas is certain to keep growing. If you want to see another example of Aladdin Light at work, check out the images on the Noir Lab Public Images Repository. In addition to the image and object information, you'll find a link to viewing in Worldwide Telescope and you'll find the object shown in an embedded instance of Aladdin Light. I'll put the uh, example for ARP199 in the show notes. Aladdin Light is obviously a great choice for Engine to run ESA Sky. ESA Sky is no doubt a handy research tool, but it's also a fun educational tool. There's a companion website, How to Use ESA Sky, with short how to videos and solid documentation. There's also a page with links to educational activities using ESA Sky. I'm including the links to these in the show notes. Please do check it out. So, that does it for this week's show. It's been fun. We should do this again next week. Be sure to check out the show notes on my blog, fossdome.com. Till next time, be well, be creative, and be free. Be Foss. <laughs>